Hi everybody, Rob Scott here from UC Today and in this session I'm joined by the CEO of Mio, Tom Hadfield, who's going to step us through his company's latest innovation, Mio Universal Channels. Welcome Tom. Rob, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. More to the point, how are you? Oh, we're great, we're great. We just launched this new product yesterday, Mio Universal Channels. I'm excited to talk to you about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we jump into the product though, Tom, probably a good place to start would be uh, an introduction. Could you tell the, uh, the viewers who you are and who Mio are? Sure, so my name's Tom Hatfield. I'm the founder of Mio. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've created uh, five venture-backed uh, software companies um, over the past 15 years. Um, and as I was working on my last company, I realized that I had several different messaging apps installed. Uh, I, I was using um, uh, WebEx to talk with the Cisco partners. I was using uh, Zoom to talk with Zoom. I was using Slack to talk with Slack. I was using Google Hangouts to chat with the Google partners we were working with. Um, and so initially, um, ended up building a product um, for my own use as much as anyone else's uh, so that I could stay within my preferred messaging app, um, which happens to be Slack, um, and still be able to communicate with all of our partners um, who were using different messaging tools. Um, and it turns out that there, there was a kind of broader audience for a product like that, uh, and so we created Neo. Fantastic. And, and you solve, as you just rightly said, one of the biggest challenges of collaboration, which is interoperability. Uh, I believe there's a bit of an interesting backstory to uh, interoperability and, and messaging. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so there have always been walled gardens um, in the communication space. And so you'll remember in the mid-90s with the AOL and Prodigy and CompuServe um, were kind of classic walled gardens. Um, they were ultimately replaced by uh, the, uh, the internet. Uh, in the early 2000s, um, you had AOL Instant Messenger and MSN and ICQ. Um, uh, and the approach to interoperability back then was to have a multi-headed client um, like Trillium, uh, which allowed you to log into each of those separate um, IM platforms um, uh, and communicate across them. Um, in, the, in the late, uh, you know, closer to 2010, the um, approach to interoperability was through open standards. And so um, the IETF uh, came up with SIP and later with XMPP. Um, and so the IM federation between Jabba and Skype for Business from 10 years ago um, was all built around open standards and XMPP federation. Um, the big thing that's changed, the reason why this time is different, is that with the emergence of team collaboration apps like Slack and Microsoft Teams, um, they all have mature APIs. Right? We've seen the APIization of the world, really. Um, and so that enables a modern approach to interoperability um, uh, which is API federation. So open standards are dead, XMPP is almost dead, um, and, and so the way to get Slack and Microsoft Teams and WebEx Teams and other team collaboration apps all talking with each other um, is, uh, is through this approach of API federation. Great stuff, so who needs cross-platform messaging? Who needs this kind of solution, generally speaking? I mean, basically everyone who uses Slack, Microsoft Teams, or WebEx Teams, or any team collaboration tool. So it's probably true uh, that you use one of those tools for your internal communication with your colleagues. Um, but anytime you have to communicate externally, um, then you default back to email. So for example, we scheduled this uh, interview by email. Um, you probably communicate with a lot of your sponsors and, uh, um, and contributors by email. 
Um, even though they're early adopters of all the team collaboration tools, it's probably true that you're on something like Microsoft Teams and they're on something like Slack or WebEx Teams. Um, and right now, those, those apps don't talk to each other, which really doesn't make any sense. Um, so if you look at any industry vertical, you know, lawyers should really be using real-time messaging to communicate with their clients. Their billable hours would go up if they could. You know, marketing agencies would be able to better serve their clients if they could uh, use uh, team collaboration tools. Um, uh, venture capital investors should be using this to communicate with their portfolio companies. Um, uh, basically, any um, business should be using this to talk with their customers or their vendors, for example. Um, the only real solution alternative is the, uh, to add them as guest users, um, which, which really doesn't make any sense because it's just another workspace for, um, for your customers to have to check. Um, you know, and we all recognize that frustration of being added as yet another guest user on another workspace using a different messaging app, um, which just creates somewhere else you have to check. And so we think it's kind of inevitable that, um, uh, that all of these platforms are going to come together in a kind of unified way so that uh, any knowledge worker can communicate with any um, uh, other business contact, either internally or externally, regardless of which tool that they're using. Great stuff. I'm keen to understand the differences between the likes of Slack and Microsoft Teams and how you handle uh, you know, the functionality and the, the user experience for, for, the, for the users on those two different platforms. How do you deal with those differences? Yeah, good question. So uh, we're seeing a lot of convergence between the platforms. And so Microsoft Teams increasingly looks like Slack and Slack increasingly looks like Microsoft Teams. Um, and, uh, and that's true of the other team collaboration tools as well. Um, but there are still differences. You know, Slack supports custom emojis, for example, um, which are not supported on Microsoft Teams, um, uh, just as one uh, example. And so when we're thinking about interoperability between platforms, we do the best we can. Um, by mapping the different UI elements that are available to us. In the custom emoji, for example, if I were to post a message um, and you were to react with a custom emoji that's only available on your workspace, um, uh, we, Neo would download that custom emoji and post it as a threaded reply in Microsoft Teams um, so, that, so that I could see that you've um, uh, reacted in that way. Now, it won't be a native emoji reaction to the message, um, but the, um, the person on the other side will be able to see the intent. Um, and so, you know, I think over time, you know, we, we kind of think about this in a similar way to the browser wars in the mid 90s, where, you know, Internet Explorer and Netscape and others used to have differences. And they went through a period where there was kind of in a period of innovation where people would experiment with the blink tag and others. Um, but eventually, by the early 2000s, everything had settled down and, and um, and basically, all browsers supported a common feature set. And that's really what we see happening in the team collaboration space as well. Great stuff. Around the, the big brands, Slack, Microsoft, Cisco, I mean, it, it's been said for a long time that you know, the big collaboration companies don't collaborate very well. I mean, are, are, are they integrating to, to what extent are they integrating? Yeah, it's ironic, isn't it, that the collaboration industry is kind of notoriously bad at collaboration between the, uh, the major players. Uh, so um, right now, there is very little integration um, from a messaging perspective between any of the team collaboration tools. Um, you're beginning to see more and more um, uh, integrations around initiating meetings across platform. Um, and 
So you can initiate a Microsoft Teams meeting from within Slack. You can initiate a Zoom meeting from within Microsoft Teams. Um, and so the vendors are uh, beginning to build those kind of integrations um, uh, on their competitor platforms. Um, what you're not yet seeing natively um, is support for um, cross-platform chat. And so, for example, Slack shared channels um, only work with other Slack customers um, on, on WebEx Teams. Uh, you can chat with people outside of your company as long as they're using WebEx Teams. Uh, and so um, they're really, uh, the, the work that, uh, that Slack and Microsoft and Cisco are doing on enabling external communication is really just expanding the walled garden from outside the, the walls of your organization to the walls of the people that are using the same messaging app as yourself. Um, we like to think of that as like the local area network, right? So uh, we still think that Slack will always be delivering messages between Slack users, even between different companies. Um, that's, the, that's their network, that's the local area network. What we're trying to do at Mio is build the wide area network that connects Microsoft and Slack and Cisco customers together um, onto one global workplace communications network uh, that enables anyone in the world to collaborate in real time um, with their external business contacts. Um, and we think that if you could pull that off, if we could pull that off, um, ultimately that's what enables us to stop using email so much um, and, uh, and start communicating in real time with, uh, with our customers and external business contacts. So Tom, it's essentially external federation. Uh, so tell me how you deliver a service like Mio Universal Channels. So the way to think about Mio Universal Channels is very similar to Slack shared channels, except cross-platform. So if you use Microsoft Teams or Slack or WebEx Teams, you can create a universal channel and invite your external business contacts to join from whatever their preferred messaging app is. And from that point forward, the two of you can communicate. You could be in Microsoft Teams, I could be in Slack, um, and there's essentially one channel that exists on each of our workspaces that enables us to, to chat in real time. Um, the way that we do that is by federating the APIs. Um, so we have an app that's installed on your Microsoft Teams tenant that listens to messages posted into that channel. And then we have an app in the Slack app directory, um, which sits in my Slack channel and posts the messages that you've posted into Microsoft Teams. Um, and so well, we essentially, uh, the, the universal channel is kind of mirror, is a mirrored on both of our um, uh, web spaces. So that's the basic concept. Um, the good news is you can have as many different chat apps in one universal channel as you like. Um, and so you could create a channel for uh, all of the audience of UC Today you could join the UC Today universal channel um, from, uh, and, and no one would have to leave their, their messaging app of choice and everyone could communicate together in this community channel. Um, a more common use case we're finding is for, for talking with your customers um, um, or talking with your, your vendors or your partners. Um, and so you can set up a channel um, without needing to add them as a guest user on your account. Um, so the goal here is just to make real-time communication with your external business contacts uh, as easy as possible. Yeah, this is, sounds really cool. And in terms of getting set up, I take it doesn't take very long to, to configure. Uh, what's your go-to-market on, on it? How do, how do customers get involved? Yeah, it's a completely self-service um, um, product that you can install from the Slack app directory or the Microsoft Teams app directory or the WebEx um, app hub. Um, it's a freemium business model, so you can install the app, 
um, create a universal channel for free, invite your external contacts. Um, if you like the app and you want to create a second channel, then you can enter your credit card information. We charge $10 per channel per month um, um, after you've used your free channel. Um, and it's, we've tried to make it as quick and easy to get set up as possible. So um, in theory, anyone watching this could go to the m.io websites right now um, and get the app installed and be up and running in a couple of minutes. Fantastic. And I take it you've been trialing this with some customers already. What, what have they been saying? Yeah, we launched the product yesterday. We had about 600 customers on our wait list. Um, uh, we had a law firm uh, yesterday um, based in the US who has already started using this with, um, with their uh, legal uh, clients. Um, uh, but really, I mean, we've just been overwhelmed by the level of interest in this, particularly given the recent spikes uh, in usage for uh, Microsoft Teams and Slack as people are increasingly working from home. Um, and so as these team collaboration tools get more and more popular, uh, I think we're, we're finding that a lot of those users are kind of trying to figure out how they can be talking with their external contacts um, and they're finding Neo and, uh, and uh, everyone's using it in their own way. Great. And, and you're currently supporting Slack, Microsoft Teams and WebEx Teams, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. We started with, uh, with those three. Um, uh, combined have about 100 million uh, daily active users, and so that's our kind of initial um, focus. Uh, we, on our roadmap this year, we do have plans to add the other major team collaboration tools as well. Um, and so you'll be seeing some announcements from us this spring um, as, we, uh, as we add more, more platforms. The goal here is really to federate every team collaboration app together into one global workplace communications network. Uh, and so wherever you have persistent team chat uh, in the workplace, uh, we want to get you connected to this network so that you can use that tool, whatever it is, um, to communicate with any of your uh, professional contacts uh, in real time. What's the long-term vision for Mio? Well, the long-term vision for Mio, I mean, if you think about 10, 20 years out, I don't think we're going to be using 10-digit phone numbers to initiate voice calls much longer. I don't think we're going to be sending 140-character plain text messages over the SMS protocol. All voice and messaging uh, is going to be IP-based. To a large extent, it already is, right? So we're going to be over the top. Um, no one really disagrees with that. The big problem with that vision of the world is that there's a thousand voice apps out there. There's a thousand messaging apps out there. There's a thousand video apps out there and none of them talk to each other. So we're replacing the unified telecommunications infrastructure of the 1990s with a highly fragmented IP based uh, communication um, uh, infrastructure of the 2020s. Um, and we don't think that makes any sense. Um, the good news is they all have APIs. And so there's no reason why a company like Neo can't stitch together the APIs for every voice, video, and messaging app in the world together onto one global unified communication network. And I think if you could pull that off, if you could connect every voice, video, and messaging app together such that um, you could use whatever messaging app you want, I could use whatever messaging app I want, and we can mess message each other in real time, um, then I think that's the global communication um, uh, infrastructure for humanity. Uh, and I think we're starting with messaging and we're starting with the workplace. Um, but ultimately, we want to be building the pipes between the platforms that enables every person on the planet 
uh, to communicate with every other person on the planet, regardless of which app they're using. I mean, it really shouldn't be that difficult uh, if you think about it. It's a pretty basic um, uh, uh, requirement. And so um, in many ways, it feels a little bit like we're living in the mid-1990s again with the walled gardens of CompuServe and Prodigy and AOL. Um, and um, all we need now that the APIs exist is a bit of time to get them all connected together onto a global, um, onto a global communication um, uh, network. Well, you've got certainly a challenge on your hands connecting you know, people uh, and connecting vendors ultimately. So uh, I certainly wish you all the best with that, Tom. And it's been great speaking to you today. Thanks for sharing Mio Universal Channels with me and the audience. A uh, superb product that solves one of the, certainly the biggest collaboration challenges out there right now. Uh, thanks for everyone for watching. Uh, you can find out more at m.io uh, if you're interested in Mio Universal Channels. Uh, and if you enjoyed today's session, we'd really appreciate a like or a share, and we'll see you again soon.